0: hello and welcome to the mystery college podcast this is jake zen and today we'll be interviewing uh philip harris smith and we'll be talking about evocation welcome oh yeah so i'm really curious about what your particular process to evocation is like do you, do you usually go after Bardonian type work, or or is there typical t- is there a type of ceremonial magic that you're most inclined to?
1: Well, I, I it's primarily Barden's approach now, but but before um, it would have been lots of grimoire stuff. Um, basically, I used to do other stuff when I wasn't good enough to do it Barden's way. I think it's perhaps the the, the most honest, you know, you the, the grimoire stuff I used to do. Because either I couldn't or didn't think I could do it with Barden's much more efficient and simpler approach. Oh, yeah. So I would, I, I would do stuff like on and Arbatel, that kind of thing. Um, Shaman for Ash Angels to a, a shoestone. And, and it was only when I made good progress with Barden's training that I was able to Really, generate a much more stripped down, less arduous approach to evocation, mm. with the theology, uh, the Godhead work, and you know, the, also the Kabbalah um, did did facilitate that more easily after a period of time with that as well. Barden's Kabbalah, I mean. So, so really, I did evocation as best I could until I could do it in in the way that I think is the most parsimonious which is more or less what Barden outlines in his second book, Practice of Magical Evocation. Mm. So uh, that's 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 how I do things these days.
0: Yeah. And I'm curious about, like, let's say, what's the pro- how is the process distinctly different in your experience when working with the Lamegitan or Arbitel versus Barden's approach? What are the... Well,
1: let me we talk about that bit. Um, th- there's a distinctly... Def- in, in my experience and although i've discussed this online and other people disagree so i can only talk about how i approached those there was much less theology um and therefore much less authority um with the the spirits or the genie or the demons or whatever they were and you you had various mechanisms to get around that problem so for example with the Goetia, um you you pair the Goetic demon or spirit, whatever you want to call it, with a Shemham Forash angel. And you bring the Shemham Forash angel to a shoestone. And once it's appeared visibly, you ask if the, the the angel will help you with the specific Goetic entity you intend to evoke. And providing it agrees, and there may sometimes be parameters on what you can achieve with the Goetic spirit, the, 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 the angel may only be prepared to help you so far you can then move on to the evocation of the, the Guitic spirit, goetic demon with, as it were, the backup of the angel. If things go problematic, if, if, if that particular spirit starts to play up, you can call upon the angel to, to bring it back into line with what you want to, to be happening. And, um, that, that obviously that having, um, having a, a sometimes called a thwarting angel having a thwarting angel means that you don't really have the kind of divine authority that barden specifies for evocation you're 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 getting around the problem if you like
0: mm.
1: um so the, the the approach varies as you progress within within the whole discipline of hermetic as you get better as you as you develop spiritually these kind of dodges become less necessary
0: these kind of dodges become less necessary and yeah have divine authority through the practice of kabbalah or or through um which particular part of bardon's evocation work
1: well in in the final stages of initiation into hermetics you have this godhead work and it's that work that bardon emphasizes is necessary when he looks at when he writes practice of magical evocation, you need the godhead to be occurring in you to have correct and proper authority to evoke. Um, otherwise, the genie will well, you all the all the ones that um, Bardon specifies are the positive genii, They'll just probably ignore you politely. <laughs> Nothing. I doubt anything would happen. You need to have that godhead running. For, for a good deal of the time, so that you can, with authority, have that genie, um, pay attention to you, be evoked, gain the wisdom and, and interaction with that that genie from that. Yeah. So so that's that's in my view the superior, the superior method of evocation.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, and um, have you? Uh, I'm I'm curious too, like if you could break down a little bit about uh franz barden's evocation process like you yeah. know on a, on a previous talk we were speaking you you mentioned that par- part of what's really intriguing about barden's system is 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 the mental the mental wandering aspect mm. you go into the sphere you communicate with beings there and and then evoke them invoke them vice versa
1: mm. well with with barden you um you as as he writes, you know, the, the, the going to the sphere and experiencing the energies of the sphere and being, if you like, initiated into a planetary sphere, is kind of the, the 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 developmental side of it, rather than the. But what 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 I found was that if you if if you did that to really kind of seal it and make it properly functional, you you do have to um, usually more than once have one of these planetary sphere genii manifests at our um earth level and um you know have them appear visibly in the triangle of art and this this seems to produce kind of a um a circuit of energy and i i was writing about it a little while ago i talked about something called planet shine and um what what happens is that you feel the energy of the planet in in, in my and my wife's case it was literally all over our skin as if imagine you were apart from perhaps some some briefs for modesty you are lying on a a, a sunbed in, in in the algarve or somewhere you can feel the sun beating down on your skin you get that feeling but for the, all the planets and you're not you know just in your briefs you're in your normal clothes um but you can feel this energy all over your skin and it's distinctive to that planet. And when you've, when you've been to the, the sphere, um, you learn really cool stuff and it's, it's really good. But then when you get some of these geni to appear visibly in a triangle, when you also interact with them in that way, what, what subsequently happens is you get, you get this, it's almost like a confirmation that you've kind of, been initiated into that um, aspect of of the cosmos, you 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 feel this this feeling of this planet shine. It's the only way I can put it that is all over your skin for a period of time. And when it, the the, the only problem of that is that eventually it kind of coarsens because you know you're you're the Earth's plane. You're surrounded by all sorts of mundane stuff. and You can towards the end of that, it can become a little bit unpleasant. So you have to be careful with your diet. Do some purification stuff because as the energy fades, it does seem to become a little kind of icky around the edges as it, as it wears off, which I suspect is the interaction with our normal mundane world. That's my theory on that anyway. So the, you, yeah, you get a, you get a kind of a circuit um, between the, the, the sphere and, and you on the earth and that, 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 that seems to, it seems to me to be fairly initiatory actually as well.
0: Mm. I'm curious about your experience with that afterglow effect. Um mm. because, you know, on one hand, it's one thing if you're working with beings from different spheres or different planetary spheres, but now I'm curious about what kind of if if you've experienced something similar when you've worked with the Lima Oh yeah, it's, what, it's something really that's not Olympic spirits. It's
1: it's really rather nasty. My one of my first works with Lemagaton, I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Um also, I did not have the wisdom of my wife. I ne- hadn't met her at that time to, to, to rely on either. And um, I think one of the first ones I did was pretty much without any Sheman Forest Angel work. It was just the on. So you had all the scourges and the tin. You put the seal in the tin and you heat it, and there's all sorts of stinky stuff in the tin. And it's all sorts of stuff like this. You, you do lots of ranting and barbarous names. And um, Well, it didn't go too well. What what happened was that, um, if you you just, if you, if you see horizontally, someone spinning a ribbon on a stick, it looks like a helix from a distance, doesn't it? Mm. If you look at it horizontally, I actually had that occur. I had no ribbons in the, in the triangle I didn't, I hadn't put any ribbons, there was literally a, a, a ribbon in the triangle for about two or three seconds. It literally rose up and then it got, it was gone and that was it was all i had whereas I'm, i was so i was so pleased when i had the ribbon thing i thought well here it comes you no know, just the ribbon and I, I like i say there was no ribbon anywhere in the room but that's what i saw and um so i, I did all the you know the, the the stinky tin and the shouting and the nothing and and for about i mean i really i really went as far as i could about for about a week i I felt incredibly tense all my muscles felt dreadful so i must have been incredibly tense kind of in this kind of frenzy to get it done and also it was like i'd been dipped into some kind of caustic substance so it was like a goetic shine and it was really rather nasty Mm. i really it was really it was like it was like i had some kind of caustic stuff all over my skin it was this faint burning which took about a week to fade away so that was um I think I think that was a fairly tragic failure, and certainly an unpleasant one. And this this what I think is a, a an effect from another dimension was impacting on me. But but obviously, I, I well I, I to obviously to me, I think that the the dimension that that particular great experience came from wasn't very nice, and that was what I might have perhaps been experiencing. Mm. It was it was really unpleasant. I got to say it really. It took me about three or four months before I worked out a way to, to solve that problem. Hmm. Um, you, 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 all the, all the purifications you do beforehand, I just did them loads afterwards as well. That seemed to help. I don't know if the rubric. It's it's decades since I did that and stuff, but I forget if the rubric says you purify yourself afterwards or not, but I did. And that, that seemed to help hugely.
0: Yeah. I'm curious too. Um, you mentioned that, like, it's been it's been decades since you did that particular work, but I, I won't. Mm. I was I was curious to ask if you had, had worked with any other grimoires since having done Franz Barden's. Uh,
1: not really, no. Yeah, not not really. Um, once once I, I mean there is overlap. For example, the Mercury, geni, yeah. are what I considered to be the Shem and Forash when I was doing the grimoire work. That oh. they are the same things. They are the same. Yeah. Th- they are angels or geni or whatever you call them. They're these positive geni. So there's overlap in that regard. But I didn't, I, I once I got, you see, Barden's method is very parsimonious. Once you have the theology in place, hmm. this Godhead stuff, you don't really need to bother with all the other. I mean, I I, I wrote an essay that caused a bit of fuss online recently. We as Barden rightly points out, a large barrel hoop will suffice. You don't need all this other stuff. You don't need your 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 scourge and your belt and your helmet and your you know, you don't need all this paraphernalia, and you don't need to memorize these conjurations. And you don't need to you don't need to do any of that stuff. You 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 know, you 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 just make sure the God hell is flowing in you as you do that. And then you 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 kind of reach out and and with the sigil you, the 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 the, the genie will um, basically show up and if you put enough effort in it will show visibly oh. um, and and that so there's a much simpler and, and it, I would say well uh, more beautiful um, approach to to magic mm. um, but I, but I know that 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 would be a contentious opinion in some cultures. so that's just my personal opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a really, a really, I really like your perspective. And, um, I'm curious too, like for having physical evocations in Barton system. Um, mm. one, one, one tool you use is the Rosemary tinctures along with some other type of fluid condensers. I'm wondering, gotcha. I'm wondering like what, uh, cause one thing we were talking about is simplicity and like what, what's the minimal viable amount you need to get a certain result, like with the Alchemy lab. I'm curious, what do you find to be the minimal viable, um, like requirements to have a physical evocation in Barden system?
1: Well, if I use, if I, I think the best way is to compare with and without. If I have no no um, sulfur of a metal, you know, I need, um, like I said to you before, because of the fire regulations and the fact that for my house insurance I have a smoke detector. So dittany of Crete is out of the question. And nothing like that which is where the essential oils come in so without with let, let's say it's um a solar genii so i've obviously i can evaporate rosemary oil that's easy to get i can evaporate loads of it so i've got that going i don't want it in a, a shoe stone i want it to be manifesting the triangle visibly so um magic mirrors load loading the area um Ideally, cabalistic formula. If if a person has access to that, um, otherwise, just um, use use the, the ritual crops will help there. You know the, the the lamps with the alcohol tinctured with rosemary, um, loads of solar um, symbolism and colours in the room, um, and I I would say if I didn't rely on the 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 alchemical products, I would probably need to visit the sphere of Sol a few times and talk specifically with the geni about if there was anything that might be particularly helpful, particularly for them. Mm. Um, And then, and then um, just, just get to it. It would take a lot more effort. I would load on top of the mirrors. I would load a vault into the triangle of art. And I, I, I might even reload it several times and keep it fixed with mirrors. Um and then do the evocation. And truth be told, I might get no more than a minute or two. You know. Um now that's that's just me. Other people may probably get the same result much more easily. I I can only say how how it is for me. Some some people that I've spoken to don't have any of that kind of difficulty when they, when when, when they do an evocation, and that's I, I salute yeah What can I say? But with with the alchemical tincture, um, it's much easier. Much easier. <laughs> it's much easier. I couldn't really quantify the difference. I won't. I won't bother with a mirror. Um, I would probably just as a matter of good form load the triangle with electromagnetic fluid and um i probably wouldn't have to go to st- talk to Genie a few times beforehand especially if i already had a personal sigil from it so that i would you know there wouldn't be there wouldn't be so much preparation the preparation if you like is making the, the tincture
0: mm. yeah That's what... yeah that makes sense and then um have, and what about like a purely energetic approach to evocation is that something you've explored or Pure, purely energetic. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not entirely sure what you mean, mate.
0: Yeah, let's say like you have your your circle, and then mm-hmm. and then you have your your triangle, and then mm-hmm. you you are charging up with electric magnetic fluid, um, mm-hmm. the energy of the respective sphere, and you're you're producing most of the energy for the vocation
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the bit where I have to put more effort in. Like I was saying, that's mm-hmm. kind of. Um when I put the alchemical liquid in into the triglyne and oil evaporator so I the energetic work is not so demanding. Um so there seems to be a trade off between the two. Mm. Um so yeah, you, you 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 can evoke a gene eye with with the, the fluids and the, the mirrors and the, you know that that's assuming you don't want it appearing in the mirror. Um but um if you want it appearing visibly In the triangle you you can you just use energetic work and you can use capitalistic formally as well um but that takes more work i for me it takes a lot more work um whereas if i have a a alchemically produced sulfur of the planetary attribution i can just be a little more chill about it
0: Mm. i suppose a little more chill (laughs) yeah Cool.
1: The, the the godhead stuff is always good to do anyway. You know. It's yeah. Just, it's Just this is like why not when you do when you do the godhead thing you you you're going to do an evocation of a genie. It may be that you've got such a good relationship with that genie that you don't need the godhead, but do it anyway because it's just intrinsically a good thing to do. Oh. You know, in and of itself.
0: Yeah. Hypothetically, if you were going to re explore working with, say, like the Late Megaton or mm. Arbital or other grimoires, or if you had were going to give advice to folks who are doing that, um, having been now, you know, like pr- like high, being a high level Bardinist with, with the whole entire system, what would be the safest approach to re explore old grimoires, old texts through a, like, bard? Yeah.
1: Well, if you if you haven't got the Godhead going, thwarting angel is a must. So in other words, if you, if you are um, not able to achieve a divine ecstasy such that um, God is coming through you, then visibly have the appropriate angel appear in a shoestone and have it agree to help you and that will do a lot of good um for when you decide to work with a cliffhotic entity like uh spirit I, I would say though that um these days I, I agree with Barden why bother with the negative spirits when the positive ones can help you just as much but as a as a thought experiment you know I'm, I'm not going to dodge the question if you if you have with the godhead work um if you've done that to be honest, you probably wouldn't bother with the on stuff. So, so there's a bit of a, a ring parcel not in your question. I, so, I don't mean to be contrary, mm. but I think that if you if you want to do um you probably haven't got. Um, I I would guess you haven't achieved um, step nine and ten of initiation informatics, um, because if you had, you'd be looking at all the wonderful things that these these GNI, um can give you. Um, that are outlined, for example, in, in Barden's second book, you wouldn't really be that interested in what the Nugent spirits were doing. You, would, you know, you wouldn't really, I suspect you wouldn't be that, that interested in them, honestly. But in it, so therefore, we have to assume that you haven't done that, but you still want to do evocation. And that was, again, I'm judging other people as I saw my, as I was myself. I wanted to do evocation, but I couldn't do it Barden's way because I couldn't do the, the, the theater, but I still wanted to do evocation, you know. And whilst I was doing Barden's training I didn't want to wait whether that's imprudent or not is for people to judge um so so yes, the rewarding angel at least get support from a positive genie or an angel um a Sheman Forash angel uh, with, with and, and and ensure that that angel can and will assist you with the specific goetic. Spirit that you were planning to evoke, and that way, if if the the spirit plays up, you can literally call upon the angel, and there will be an immediate change. It's remarkable the the, the spirits the spirits behaviour will immediately change. Um, although although perhaps the underlying um, hostility will remain, the actions will be different, and that the, the 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 a, a more civil tongue will be um, had f- from from that entity as you as you interact with them, and yeah. um, that's perhaps so, so. So, in a way, the, the the question kind of answers itself. If you do if you can do Barda's level stuff, you don't really care about the I suspect, and there might be there might be very very narrow applications, but nothing springs to mind. So so when it comes to a lot of these weird um, entities, there's kind of I suspect it is as I did it. You only, you only kind of pursue them because you can't do Barden yet. Now I, I suspect that is the case. I could be wrong, but that's my suspicion.
0: Yeah. I really like your opinion on that. that. That, that, was a really great perspective. I really enjoyed that. And I wonder too, like, um, for, for folks who may be wanting to, um, get more into the Barden invocation and, and mm. following that path. Uh, what uh, the process of 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 mental wandering is like into the different spheres, and and then how does that connect back to the evocation? We talked oh, about I, the globe.
1: Yeah, got you. Yeah. It it in, you see at the physical level, it's much simpler, but there is a lot going on. It as as you clearly know, like it's a real question. There's a lot more going on. So, for example, you do you do the Godhead stuff. And then and then um my and Jan's approach was that one of us would go to the sphere and um we would use the the if we hadn't contacted Genie before, we'd use the generic sigil Barden gives us and then bring back with us to the triangle or the shoestone or mirror or whatever we might be using, depending on our purpose. It usually wasn't visible manifestation the first time. So it would probably be a mirror or a shoe stone, and once the once genie was present with us in the workroom, we would each then receive a personal sigil from the genie for future work. And then that um, fu- f- future work, if you wanted the the genie to visibly manifest, is the personal sigil we would use. That that and that goes into the Libra Spiritum, your your personal book of sigils. So when my wife passed, obviously those sigils were destroyed. Because, as Bardon points out, they can be abused by other people. Um, the 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 the, the genie will readily respond to that sigil, um, even though it's not you, and um, that that can actually cause problems for the person misusing the sigil, because obviously, if the genie turns up and it's someone else masquerading as you, they might not be too pleased about that, you know. But uh, nevertheless, people will still do it, so. Um, yeah, it's a, there's, a, there's a lot going... Basically, if, if you had someone watching the, the evocation, there's a point where I or, I or my wife or I and whoever would be just sitting and nothing's going on. And during that period, Godhead is being affected. then out of body, going to the sphere, meeting the genii. The genii comes back. The genii's in the shoestone. I'm in my body and then we start the material will never work so it's there's a there's a there's there's a mechanism but it's a universal mechanism you know it it's it's pretty much the same thing for all evocations um whereas with the grimoires, all sorts of um, equipment and and conjurations vary between grimoires, although I would imagine there's a there's a basic underlying principle
0: there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering heard. if um like depending on the various spheres, if there's spheres where you encountered more like resistance to like either from the spheres yeah. or or from specific entities, and where and if there's other spheres where you felt like you had the most gain, um maybe not not because of your own like proclivities or your own constitution, but just like what was like, like trait personality of, of those different spheres?
1: Well, the, the the spheres, the energies of the spheres um, are are an ordeal in and of themselves to so be able to assimilate them, um, and that that is initiatory. And they they, I mean, Barden points out that some spheres are more more pleasant or unpleasant or more difficult or whatever to others, and that that's certainly true. Um, and you know, you know when you've got a good idea that you've kind of more or less integrated that energy when as I say you get this planet shine effect. And then then you'd be fairly certain that although you can carry on working with that sphere, you've you know, you you've you've, you've you've developed a proficiency with that that type of energy and and you've got a you've got a general proficiency with interacting with the genome of that sphere. Oof. But there is there is a um, a trial and there is an effort required to to enter any given sphere for the, for, for the first time. Um, and some, some are more difficult than others. And some, I mean, as Barton points out, the Saturn sphere can be quite unpleasant, but the, the interesting about Saturn is it has a slightly solar theme to it. Hmm. It's not the same as the sun, but it's, I've, I've, I've spoken to other people about this and uh, there seems to be a consensus. There's almost like a slightly solar side to the energy, Hmm. um, which is, which is, it was a surprise to me when I first, you know, when I when I first first encountered that. I expected it just to be all leaden and heavy, and there is that kind of weightiness about it. But there's there is a warmth, a moment of soulful, which just I did 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 surprise me at the time. Um, But yeah, you, you know, you you have to you have to do. Sometimes you just have to load the energy for a few on a few occasions, just to, you know acclimatize and then go, then go up there and then load the energy again before you then go into the sphere because otherwise you can't get in, on on the first encounter and the loading the energy might be, you know, that, that might be a little taxing. Um, initially you might, it might take you a few weeks of just trying to load this energy before you actually manage to, if you want it, if you're entirely honest with yourself, actually do it, Mm. you know?
0: Yeah. Did you find that uh, there was any different constitution of the elements depending on the sphere plane you're in or Kabbalistic formula or or types of like generally types of things the spirits could assist you with or teach you?
1: Well, with, with, with the elements, I suppose they're... you can't say the elements, the four elements are, I mean, not... it's a bit of a cop out to just say the four elements are present in every sphere, even though that's true um I do differ to some of some of the uh, other folks on my approach to the genii um and i do i do go with bar in as far as i don't when it comes to the um further planets if you like mm. the sun upwards and um the outer planets or even extrasolar spheres mm. I think that the geni are much more general and broad and they're not really suited to specific tasks at the physical level, um, and they're much, they're much more sort of philosophical and metaphysical kind of things going on there. Mm. Now I know that other people have achieved distinct physical results from, from those geni, but I also know that they had a rough time doing so. And my, my approach has been entirely different to what I've, what I've seen other people do. Um, what what I do, let's, to use a, a, a brief thought experiment, let's say um, there's a old house that's going to be knocked down. And I think it's very historic and I don't want it to be knocked down. Mm. And the, the person, the person who owned the house has just died and that's why the authorities now see their chance to develop the area. And I don't want it developed for whatever reason, good or bad. You know, I'm sure there'd be people on both sides thinking either way is good. So. So obviously you, you've got Genie in the Zone girding the Earth to help you, but let's say they could—they they can't seem to really bite. So what you could do is you could go to the Saturn sphere because it involves a death. You could get a broad kind of um, a- assertion from the Genie of that sphere and evoke them to the physical to make sure it comes through. And what what, what I do. Is I then taught to Gene, I'm also going to work with this I in Sol, and it's on an estuary, so it's going to be this GNI in Luna. And then there's a couple geni in the girl in the Earth that each have areas of expertise for this. And I want you all to work in concert. Now, if you look at um, the cursed tree of life, you can actually trace a line of source from Keith down to Malchus by doing that. And that's that would be my approach to it. So I would the the Saturnian gene I would be in a much broader. Excepting for the the matter of the the death and wills and inheritance itself, which would be specific, everything else about what that gene I did would be broad, but it would interact with a gene I at Sol, which would also be quite broad, but then that would interact with a gene I at Luna, and that would be to do because it's all an estuary. And then the several, and they'd all link together and all be aware of what each other were doing, and I would intercede each. And that was the kind of thing I used to do before I had the creative word, if I really wanted something done. But I could tell that it was going to be a tough work. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't just evoke some, you know, it sounds disrespectful to them, but I couldn't just evoke some some G-I from the zone building and get it done. It was going to be much harder than that. I would use the Kircher tree of life and I'd chain genie together. But the the genie further out would be much more general. And I would be looking to kind of kind of have a knock-on effect an analogy would perhaps be this the pea at the top of the hill and the snowball gradually grows as you, you flick the pea and the snow collects and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it gets to the bottom of the hill and that would be the kind of thing i would do and it might take me two or three months to achieve that it would be something i'd focus entirely on so my my use of the genii um, of the outer planets seems to be different to to some of the some of the guys that i've spoken to who, who will have a totally different approach to me. They will go out there. They will get a div- given material, actual thing from the genie, and bring it back. Um, I haven't. I haven't done it that way. I haven't. You know, I. I. I kind of chained them together.
0: Mm. Is there any last uh, things or bits of advice you'd have for any folks who are wanting to practice the art of evocation?
1: Stick to the positive. Mm. The the negative ones. We'll offer you all sorts of stuff, and then you'll realize that you didn't want it when you get
0: it. Oh, that. <laughs> There you go. That's good advice. Yeah, and th- thank you so much for your time today. Um, are there any rules or writings that uh, that you'd point uh, folks towards?
1: Well, re- really, um, Grant's <laughs> Barnes' practice of magical evocation is is the it is the golden it is the golden yard, isn't it? Yeah. You know. But by all means read anything and draw draw from other sources and from other traditions. They've all got something to offer.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time.
1: A pleasure.